Welcome to the Whole Self Podcast, where we talk about various mental health topics with an emphasis on the body, mind, and spirit connection. Our goal is to empower our listeners with the knowledge and tools needed to embark on their own healing journey. A gentle reminder that this podcast is not a substitute for therapy, and we encourage you to seek out your own therapy if needed. Hi, welcome to the Whole Self Podcast. I'm Sharon Wegman. And I'm Kate Byler. And today we're going to be talking about back to school and what are kids feeling because we just started this discussion yesterday because we're starting to see people come in with kids who are having different behaviors that are more fear-based and we thought it'd be helpful podcast for everyone to just for us to discuss what it looks like and what to do. Yeah, and I we're finding that like a lot of a lot of parents aren't maybe catching that once August hits, going back to school is very triggering for kids, meaning they're acting different. And it would make sense that parents, us as parents, are kind of like, "Why? What's the big deal? School's a whole month away," you know? Yeah, but now we're having you got to start going, getting your back to school supplies getting clothing because your pant size have changed (laughs) over the summer. So all of these start triggering kids that are more anxious about attending school and they start having responses that we don't recognize unless we really look for them. Right. And I think we have to remember, I always try to remember as adult, as an adult transitions are very difficult for me in transitional seasons and so how much more difficult is it going to be for a kid absolutely they don't know um, that they're actually feeling anxious or why they're feeling anxious um, for a variety of reasons and so it's so important for us to provide the structure of emotional connection during this transitional time mm-hmm. it's summer it doesn't feel like school is starting but kids are aware of it i was telling them yesterday i can remember the sound of crickets outside being the sound that made me sad because i knew i was going back to school so sounds sights back to school shopping yeah even like ads of going back to school it's already yes, out obviously it's a lot. So, um, yeah, kids are just, their body is, like, prepping for an entire structure change. Right. And they don't know that they're necessarily feeling anxious some of the time. Maybe as the older they are, but the younger ones, not so much. Because they don't yet have a feeling language yet to identify it. Um, yeah, so, and, and so th- these are some of the reasons why kids act anxious but don't know they're feeling anxious so like you said don't have the feeling language as parents we need to do a really good job about talking about the feelings surrounding it and not minimizing it yeah I mean I think a lot of parents we were just having this discussion right before we started the podcast that if if somebody names something I don't want to go back to school the parent will immediately come back with but you're going to see all your friends that you haven't Mm -hmm. seen so By putting a silver lining around something that somebody is anxious about doesn't actually take away the anxiety of it. Right. It actually causes that child to suppress it some more. Right. And so being able to recognize things that might be hard about going back to school is what they would need. 
But if parents don't talk about the feelings, then the kids are just going to react with how they're feeling anxious and not have any words for it. And they're, it, it's going to come out in their behavior probably. Right. Um, so make your ha- home safe because a lot of times kids aren't verbalizing those feelings because you have already gaslit them <laughs> or, or put a silver lining around their feeling. Mm-hmm. And um, therefore, they have been told, you don't need to feel that way. You shouldn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. So that, again, they're repressing it because it's not safe to talk about. Right. And another reason kids start feeling anxious around this time is maybe because the parents are acting anxious. Mm. (laughs) And so maybe the kid is feeling okay, but maybe the parent is anxious about this transition or anxious about something else and you're just adding to it. So I think as a parent, you need to remember that kids are always kind of like a vacuum for your emotions, sucking up everything you're expelling because you're the parent. They want to be near you, everything you give off is kind of a model for them. Yeah, if you're anxious and you have anxiety about school, you are going to inadvertently transfer that to your child. Mm -hmm. And even if they're not anxious, they think, well, maybe this is what I should be feeling. Maybe I should be anxious. Right. So again, we say this a hundred zillion times, but we're going to say it again. Parents, you got to deal with your feelings so that your children don't have to carry it. Yeah. Because we're not saying you have no reason to be anxious. It's just how are you expelling that around your kid? Absolutely. You know, and they, the children may have experienced some type of trauma at school. Mm-hmm. And just schools are not the same as when we were younger. Right. Um, and so, obviously, in the last two years, there was a lot more trauma, mm-hmm. a lot of masking, a lot of home instruction, flipping back and forth between live and not live. Yeah. That was really hard on our kids. Yeah, I would have hated that. <laughs> so we've seen a lot more anxious children as a result of it. So Mm -hmm. just the trauma in the last two years. Right. Any bullying that your child might be going through, which is can be more covert now because of technology. It's not always as overt as, you know, it happening in the hallway and a teacher seeing it and just feeling excluded. We are saying that now because of social media, we every kid knows if they're not invited to something. (laughs) And that just is really, that's difficult. It's being, so true. Being left out is is super easy now and knowing about it. So th- those are some of the reasons why um, kids act anxious but maybe can't put words to it. Yeah, and as, as parents, we don't necessarily intentionally minimize feelings, but in our want to protect our children from hard feelings, we can say things that do minimize it, like mm-hmm. don't be nervous, school is fun. And even with their good intentions, that phrase still minimizes what they're experiencing and causes them to shut down their emotions and the expression of the emotions. Absolutely. And other times we might think that kids are resilient and will just bounce back from some school nerves, which I think is culturally what we say a lot. You hear kids are so resilient. But it doesn't mean they're not feeling anxious. So, like, their worldview is, we've talked about this time and time again. If you go back to our other podcast, their worldview is formed between zero and we like to say 15 because as a teen, you're still being impacted a lot. Um, so, we want to be able to help them handle their feelings in a healthy way. So, being able to identify that, yes, kids 
are somewhat resilient, but that doesn't mean they're not feeling sad and nervous and maybe even a sense of dread towards school, which is really hard to, I don't know, verbalize to a parent that's we're constantly trying to pump them up about it. Yeah, I, I'm going to say we would say that kids is re- kids are resilient is a big trigger word for us as therapists mm-hmm. because what you're basically doing is you're discounting the impact that will have and i think people say that because kids are not actually able to talk about it right they're only resilient because they have to be if if yeah. we don't allow them space I, so, to have to feel their kids can be resilient but should we make them be resilient no <laughs> We should not. And I think that is a, like, old wives' tale. Right. I don't think it's actually a truth, but I think people use that phrase as a means of discounting what the child could be experiencing. Mm -hmm. So if you want to trigger us, keep saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So, and and we were talking about this yesterday as well. Mm -hmm. Children's experience of school is so different than when we were in school. Absolutely. We used to have fire drills. They have intruder. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, like a gunman coming gunman in. Dr- yeah. You know, who has to deal with that? So they yeah. are already learning how to get under tables and practice being safe. That's scary. Absolutely. And again, social media was has changed the game for school of, of if you're cool, if you're not cool, like what phone you have, all these things, what you're into. I mean, it's so... Um, it was already easy to compare when we were in school, compare ourselves to someone else, but like how much, how much easier is it now with everything on social media, whether it be followers or likes, it's a constant popularity contest. It is. It is very stressful. So now that we have you as a parent listening, Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is what childhood anxiety will look like Mm -hmm. because you might not be associating their poor sleep on uh, in the very beginning of August as being back to school, mm-hmm. but it, they're aware of it. So um, first thing would be poor sleep. Yeah, any um, behavior regressions. And when we say that, it means maybe they're acting younger than their age. Maybe they're more clingy or whiny. Um, I think even more combative than what you're used to if if they're easier to discipline or you know how to discipline and now all of a sudden they become combative or whiny you know that's that's that sense of their body prepping for for something they don't want to go to you know change and that and that's their way of trying to get you to be their emotional regulation Mm -hmm. they're moving to that they're they're doing displaying younger behaviors because they're trying to get you to move towards giving them more comfort Mm -hmm. but most parents don't recognize that and wind up probably being more angry right about these regressions i always tell parents how silly would it be for your 10-year-old to all of a sudden tell you, I feel really anxious about going back to school. <laughs> like, that just feels like such an adult statement, right? Right. So, you know, when you think about it that way, the, you have to set the expectation low for their them being able to communicate their feelings because they they the, the feelings that they know are happy and sad, really. Happy, sad, scared. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe mad. So, um, definitely, um, 
somatic symptoms. And what we mean by that is anxiety goes into different parts of our body and it looks like different things. Mm -hmm. It looks like diarrhea, being upset in your stomach, headaches. Sometimes leg and arm pain even. Just whiny about feeling almost sick-like symptoms even. Yeah, so you might notice more complaining about symptoms that may or may not really be there, but they're taking that anxiety into their bodies. So that's all the more reason why we have to be talking about it. Mm -hmm. And other ones might be insecurity in relationships with siblings or friends. And again, that might just look like uncommon behavior for them in their relationships, whether that's isolating themselves or however you you know your kid best so however they kind of are starting to shed being insecure in front of those people um would be another another sign of anxiety absolutely um so the reason why we're doing this podcast is we want you to be able to name the feeling for your child so that you can recognize and deal with it as anxiety and not as bad behavior right it's, this is very normal for children to feel, not only feel, but act these ways before a big transition, particularly school. It's not weird or abnormal or they have a behavioral issue. It's completely natural. Right. So as parents, we're just asking you to be naming it when you see it um, and, and or, you know, by even for us giving you a detailed picture of what it looks like, we're trying to have you... Um, enact your spidey senses to be more aware of, hey, this is what's happening um, because it's August. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. Right. So we're going to be doing part two about strategies for parents for you guys, how to help your kids work through their anxiety with this upcoming transition. But right now we would just say focus on labeling it and start just catching certain behaviors as anxiety rather than them just being having bad behavior because if you look at it at bad behavior you're going to handle it differently than if you look at it as anxiety and that's the thing we want you to catch on to is there is one way to look at it where you can help your child work through it and comfort them and help mitigate the anxiety. And then there's another way to look at it where you might actually add to the anxiety. Absolutely. Because if you're causing that child to shut down what's happening inside of their body, you're going to see more, not mm-hmm. less. Right. So that's that, So that's our first clue. Enact your spidey senses. Recognize the things that we already described so that you can begin the process of helping them name their feelings. And we'll catch you in podcast number two, where we're going to talk about strategies as parents of how do we navigate this back to school season. Yep. All right. See you guys. See ya. Thank you so much for listening. Any resources or links from today's episode can be found in our show notes. Original music in this episode is by Christopher Burkholder. Christopher Burkholder.